1: For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com
2: Doing podcast recording. Can't talk right now. <laughs> sorry, anyway, mom. sorry to interrupt. Just got to let my, just got to inform my mum that I can't answer the phone. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Don't Mock My Accent, the show where we work through our lives as expats and everything in between,
2: one day at a time. This podcast is designed to buy expats for expats. Our goal is to build a community for people living away from their home country, a place they can come to for advice, support, and above all else, a home away from home. A lot of laughs and shenanigans to be expected. Hello, everyone. This is Anna. I am back
3: in Australia. Surprise. So in this episode, Lauren interviews me as I give you a deep dive into the honest truths behind traveling back home in a pandemic. We talk about the processes from booking flights, visa renewals, and the start to finish experience of traveling from the UK back to Australia.
2: So this week, we're having a bit of a short episode, but we do have, we're joined by a very special guest. Well, jokes, it's just Anna. <laughs> Am I not a special guest? And the only reason I introduce you like that is because I wouldn't say this is really an interview, but it's kind of a deep dive into your experiences. Well, because you're in Australia right now, aren't you? Yeah. Let's just address that. (laughs)
3: Let's Um, address that. Let's address that. G'day, everybody. I am back in (laughs) Australia. Surprise. I'm here. Not for good. I'm only here visiting, uh, renewing my visa so on and so forth, but I am back. But yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm in hotel quarantine at the moment, being here on my day three today. So I'm excited. I know only 11 days to go. So I'm excited to um, talk to you about like why I did it, the process of doing it, how I felt about it, the actual travel process, and then Mm -hmm. hotel quarantine so far.
2: Epic. All right. Well, then let's get let's get cracking into it, basically. So, I think our listeners will want to know, Anna, why the fuck are you in Australia?
3: (laughs) I don't know why I put myself through so much stress. (laughs) Um, So, basically, I need to apply for my ancestry visa. So, I'm obviously currently on my youth mobility visa, Uh, England has obviously caught my eye and I want to stay. Also there was a pandemic, so I just wanted a second chance. So actually it's my best life. It's a pandemic. Yeah, so I have to I had to come back home to to reapply for my visa because my old visa expires in August. So all the exemptions regarding visas don't apply to me and I doubt they will by August as well, given that everything is lifting. Uh, and also my cousin's getting married. And my cousin and I like we're really close. We grew up together so I really wanted to be here.
2: So I think we've established the fact that you obviously aren't moving back to Australia. You're only just visiting. So how long are you planning to be in Australia for? So I've got two weeks of hotel quarantine and then three weeks after that.
3: So f- about five, five and a half weeks, including travel time total. Right. And how long does it take for your ancestry visit process? Takes so it takes three weeks to process. I wanted to get the priority visa and pay extra, but they've just suspended that service. So hopefully it will come back on time because obviously I have to send off my passport and then I can't travel without my passport. So I'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. <laughs> Fingers it's across. always like a it's always I feel like with these sorts of things it's just like one thing after another popping up. You know, like having to stress you out more and more each step you go.
2: <laughs> but so Every step you take <laughs> basically, you're in the hotel quarantine now. Mm-hmm. What was the process like because obviously there's a ban on travel in the u k at the moment and there's also like australia's borders we all know is very a very 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 strict so what has that process been like to i guess get your flights, and how did you go about it? like I know obviously it was really expensive for you mm-hmm. so just do like let tell us about like. That whole process for you and like what that was like and how you went about it and mm-hmm. what I guess yeah. some of your like tips if someone say if any of our listeners who obviously a lot of them are be- Aussies in London so hi or Kiwis in London and I think a lot of us really do want to try to get home at some point this year just because we weren't able to last year um, so I guess just tell us a bit about like what the experience is like well was like for you and some of the highs and lows and some of the tips that you might have mm-hmm. to make it more efficient or
3: yeah well i'll try and be as like transparent as possible so i'll tell you from what i can remember how much things cost um and just like the processes that i've had to go through and i also just want to say that everyone's experience is different so obviously i came from the uk uh and yeah every everyone is different but this is just my experience so take from that as you will so we can go from there. So basically, I started everything in January. I had to start getting everything together. Obviously, flights were starting to book out for April and I needed these dates because obviously my cousin's getting married, so on and so forth. So it, it started off stressful. Basically, at the time, they were only letting in you know, international passenger caps, which is the same now but I think it was still a lot more strict then. So there were only certain airlines flying into Brisbane. So it was just Singapore and Emirates flying into Brisbane. Etihad was also flying into Sydney, but they were doing a transit through Sydney to Brisbane. And also at the time, you couldn't quarantine in Brisbane. You had to have quarantined Mm. in Sydney, but because the state borders were closed, then I would have had to do another 14-day quarantine in Brisbane. So I was like, Mm. it's just not worth, having to transit. So if you are thinking of transiting, just given the fragility of the situation, I would recommend not having to do that like domestically. Just literally fly into closest city.
2: It's gonna be Or even just or even just make sure that you're fully aware, I guess, of like what the current like border situation is for each state and territory because it's very as we know, it's very unpredictable. That's the thing, it's so touch
3: and go. And I was like, I'm just not willing to risk anything I already know how expensive Mm. this trip is going to cost me so what's the point of me like what what is the point of me maybe getting a little bit cheaper of a flight if I might have to end up paying for so much more so exactly so I ended up booking Emirates at the time there was no red list countries for the UK so I just booked Emirates uh and I ended up booking business class over and economy back And I promise I'm not a bougie bitch like I didn't book business class for the sake of it purely it was because because of the international caps there's just been rumors about people getting into uh, Australia on business class and people getting bumped out of economy and I know that there have been some horror stories about that and I couldn't risk that again Uh, and I just thought you know what I haven't seen my family for two years and I know people have had it worse but uh, I just thought it was worth it for me. For me, it was worth it. And I would recommend it because, you know, business class is nice. If you if you can afford it, then you should definitely do it. I saved up for like the a, a whole time since I moved to the UK to extend my visa. So mm-hmm. I, I had the funds available. Uh, and that flight would have cost, I think that flight cost me about three three grand. So yeah. business over and then economy back. And But then, I think as well, like,
2: and one thing I remember you saying to me when you booked that was, because obviously you're going to renew your visa and you're going back to your cousin's wedding as well. So you're already only over there for such a limited time and you have to get like all this stuff sorted. So you yeah. want to at least have like that peace of mind that you can, that you're definitely getting that flight Yeah, because of exactly. like, you just book that higher airfare. Because yeah, I think like, and I'm sure everyone knows that there have been, and as Anna just said, like, so many people were bumped off flights last year who were in economy seats and it's purely Mm -hmm. because they're like they might overbook economy or they just like there were just different priority levels for different people who had to get back on these like flights and if you had a business class airfare it was you're more likely to get the seat or to be able to get your you're more guaranteed to get your flight basically yeah. Um, just because they weren't moving people around as much and because, because people, there weren't as many bookings for business class.
3: Exactly. Exactly. So I just played it safe and I, and I did that and I was fine doing that. So once I had done that, now keep in mind, I had to sort this out with work as well. It's not every day that you need five weeks off work um, and they were absolutely amazing about it. So we sorted that out and that was absolutely fine. And yeah, that, that's just what had to be done. Then I had to apply for my visa. So uh, you, what you do is you send in obviously your application online and then you have to book a biometrics appointment for when you're over here. And in normal pre-pandemic times, this appointment is you can normally book about three months ahead. They have the dates, but because of the pandemic, they haven't released dates a month ahead. So they only release a month at a time, essentially. So my whole flight has been based off one date. If I don't get that date, then I will probably have to extend my return flight because I can't, I can't be away from London too long because of work, but also I need to be away long enough that they can send my passport off and bring it back. So Mm. even to this day, I still don't have a biometrics appointment. I checked last month and yeah, and they after, at the end of March, the last appointment date, they then released the dates for April, which was literally the week after. So um, it is very, like, that's probably been the number one most stressful thing because if I don't get this appointment date, then I'm like, it's not going to be a fun time. I'm going to have to change mm. my flight. Uh, but I'm just staying positive. And plus, I don't think a lot of people are moving to the UK at this point. So mm. I think I'll be all right, to
2: be right. Didn't you say to me that they were cutting, like, the days of the of the like available appointments because usually they're open like five days a week but weren't they only cutting it to like two days a week that they were doing them yeah that they pretty? were
3: doing they're just doing monday and wednesdays i don't know if that's normal or not but at the moment it's just mondays and wednesdays in mm. Brisbane. and then my other backup plan was well at least i can fly to other cities in australia to yeah at least now, if I have to. at
2: least the borders are open now that you can <laughs> but
3: it's like i shouldn't even have to feel this stressed about it it's just ridiculous the whole situation and trying to contact immigration in the UK, VHS Global, them saying, oh, you need to contact VHS. Oh, you need to contact immigration about that. And that no one's really that helpful. So yeah, it's just been really stressful. And like, I honestly, I've winged a lot of it and just had to deal with a lot of it and had to deal with the stress Mm. of it. So yeah, so I I did that. The visa, I was just trying to remember how much it cost me because the NHS fee is so much now. I think it cost me like probably four grand, like pounds but, or something like that maybe less than that maybe 3 grand I'm trying to remember I'm sorry it. I don't remember but I've I've paid a lot of money
2: Oh my trip. god cuz when I got my ancestry <laughs> visa back in 2018 I was like when did I move here yeah when I got my ancestry yeah. visa back in 2018 it was 1500 pounds all up Oh my god
3: I'm trying to find if I can find was
2: emails and it was because it was like 496 pounds for the actual visa itself and then it was 200 pounds per year for the um nhs surcharge well it's like 650 pounds a year now or something like uh, that yeah yeah that's the biggest thing i think that's and we're just going to flag that as well for anyone who is uh getting a visa and this is the same for a two-year visa as well like you have to if you're in australia i'm not sure exactly if it's for other countries as well but mm -hmm. when you're applying for from australia to get these visas, it's about you have to pay an NHS surcharge up front for how long your visa is. And it's like the prices per year. So when I was applying, it was £200 per year. So if you're getting a two-year visa, you're only paying £400 for your NHS surcharge. Because I was there for five, my visa lasted five years, I was paying £1,000 up front which is why my visa was like 1500 pounds all up. And now I know it's gone up in the three years. I knew I heard it went up when it went up to 400. and I was like, Oh, thank fuck. It's like doubled. But now I, I have heard it's gone up to like 600. So it's that NHS surcharge is fucking expensive. And yeah. that's what the bulk of your visa expense will be is paying that surcharge.
3: Yeah. And I think like the NHS is amazing by the way. So I can see why they want us to pay it. And I do understand it, but it is very expensive. So just be aware. And even when you get to the UK, you still pay national insurance, which is still paying for the NHS. That's
2: the thing. So, so you almost feel like you're paying yeah. double for your, your NHS ability, basically, because you're yeah. literally getting taking out of your tax when you work and you're just like, this is fucked.
3: <laughs> it's, so, it's so
2: infuriating.
3: But at the same time, if you put it into perspective, you're um, yeah. an immigrant coming to another country and using a free healthcare service. And I yeah. think like being an Australian we've been very lucky with our healthcare but i'm sure if you're coming from america or somewhere where the healthcare system is not blessing it would
2: be just like yeah uh, like here's my money yeah so i will say this is like this this is a bit off track but i just have to say like i remember a few weeks ago i was talking to you anna about the fact that I had never used the NHS like once since I had moved over here and I've been here for nearly three years now. And I remember saying to you, I was like, yeah, I've just been so lucky. Like I haven't had to use the NHS at all. And you literally were like to me, Laura, do you realize how much you just paid to like to have the availability of the NHS? She was like, just go get a few blood tests or something. Like just get something checked out. Like you might as well, you paid for it. I I say
3: this because I'd done it. I've had like literally like nine blood tests probably like four stool tests um what else I've been for, like you I've been to the hospital for UTIs I fucking <laughs> went to I went to uh A&E for that and then what else? I can't remember I'm always there because I'm just like why not you pay so much money for it like go get checked out it was really my favorite thing. Get my skin you checked, get like moles, I can get moles checked. I like doing that one. Well. my favorite
2: thing you said to me. And I was just like, but I don't need to. If I don't need to use it, I'm not gonna use it. And you're just like, you paid so much money for it. You might as well just fucking use it. Like go get some blood tests or something. And I was like, I do not to. I mean, I
3: mean, yeah, and to be fair, I will preface that when I have been to the doctors, I have actually been sick. It's not like I've just yeah. been for the sake of it. I have actually been really that's sick, but I've like, never... I don't know, I'm just a healthy person. I haven't well, had I'm to not. go to the doctor. <laughs> well, I'm not afraid of calling the doctors because Lauren was like, Anna, guess what I'm doing right now? Just out of the blue. And she's like, I'm so scared. I'm calling the doctors. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's just my favorite thing to do. <laughs>
2: It was because I was like, for some reason, my heart was pounding. it was because I was like, what if I make sure they ask me? And I literally had like all of my like paperwork ready to go. They'd ask me all these questions. And I was like, oh my God, like why, why is my heart pounding? That's why I was sexy, texting. Cause I was like, why is my heart racing from this phone call <laughs> to book a fucking GP appointment? And I was, it was literally a two second phone call. It was like, name, like, what's it for? These are the available dates.
3: Okay, I'll do the anxiety
2: Okay, you're booked in. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was
3: like, why would I so scared? It's because we haven't had to talk to anyone for months. But yeah, so um, so I had to pay for all of that, and that was expected. To be honest, I that I wasn't shook about that. I was like, yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, I was because I was like, this is a lot of money, but I wasn't like surprise but you're
2: expecting it it was like a pay it wasn't like an unexpected fee you're like you're expecting to pay this much money for it
3: exactly exactly so from there it was a waiting game so basically i had to i knew i had to do something as closer to the date but i couldn't do anything at this stage so it was literally me sitting on my phone when brisbane went into two lockdowns when passenger caps were halved when they canceled flights in jan at the end of january i think um Mm. they canceled like all flights into a into brisbane or something like that Um, and it was literally me sitting there having to deal with the fact that that was happening and that could happen to me and I just couldn't allow myself to get excited it was so stressful and I couldn't really the only people I told were my mum and my dad my brother and like and obviously my cousin and his fiance to let them know I was coming to the wedding but I couldn't tell anybody else because I just I couldn't face letting anybody down and I had previously booked to go with Charlie in September that previous year but obviously that didn't happen and that sucked to have to say I can't come I'm not coming so I was like I'm not making Mm -hmm. that mistake again so yeah so basically it was all a big secret and we didn't really talk about it and it was all just very hush hush
2: and I honestly didn't even expect to get this far to be honest so I feel very lucky I did love every text that you sent me in the lead up to your flight the week before because you were just stressing out and you're like, I remember your COVID test came back like negative and you're like, it's negative. And I'm just like, yeah, because you've literally done nothing for the last like a month. You're like, you've been self-isolating yourself for like a month because you're so scared about getting a negative so
3: COVID test. Scary. But you can see now how much money I paid for this. So if I had got that and it had come yeah.
2: back positive, I would have actually been a mess. So yeah. Whereas I'm there being like, bitch, I know like guy, people who have to get regular COVID tests and they're literally going out, like just don't like blatant they, disregard of any rules and they get a yeah. no, negative COVID test. So I'm like, you're yeah. going to be fine.
3: <laughs> exactly. I was always going to be fine, but I just was so nervous. So yes, yeah, so basically mm. it was a waiting game. Then as the date got closer, I had to book in a PCR test because you need a PCR test to travel, which is a private COVID test. So you have to pay for that. Mine I got on sale for a hundred pounds, but they usually like That's 150, good. 200 pounds. But it was always mm. so just like another added cost. So you're like, holy crap. Okay. Mm. So booked that in. it had to do that at uh, 72 hours prior to your flight. So I booked that and then uh, it was literally waiting again and I had to fill out a few declaration forms. So I had to fill out UK declaration travel because in between the time that I had booked my flight and I had to leave, they stopped international travel in the UK. Mm. So I had to do that and literally nowhere on the government website does it say that a valid excuse to leave the country is if you're a citizen of another country. Um, mm. And I know that seems so obvious, but it even had things like, Oh, if you're just temporarily visiting the UK, you're allowed to leave. So if you've got things like that, why can't you just specify that if you are a citizen of another country, you can leave.
2: Yeah. Like it if you hold another sense. passport, like it, yeah, yeah that doesn't. it make doesn't
3: make sense. sense. But um, I actually found the answer on the Australian consulate website in like an FAQ. I did so much research. It was like, the, it just, was the number yeah. one thing I was so nervous about.
2: But yeah, but can I just say different. shout out to the Australian, like high commissioner website in the UK? Cause it, I feel like it's been a godsend for COVID like recently. And I'm pretty sure there's like New Zealand probably has one. Canada probably has one, but like that Facebook page is so helpful. If yeah. anybody is looking for advice or anything about like traveling at the moment, like, or just needs updates about like what the situation is for the U- like people in the UK who are Australian, High Commissioner Facebook page and like the website is mm-hmm. so helpful. Like they have so much information there and advice yeah. and support.
3: It's, it's so good. Whoever runs that mm-hmm. website slash Facebook page. I mm-hmm.
2: love you. I honestly love you. Yeah. I so, you. so good.
3: <laughs> so yeah, highly recommend that. Obviously still look at the UK government website for advice, but then I, if you need more specification around actually being Australian, then definitely go to the High Commission website. It's so good. And then, uh, so did that, Also had to fill out an Australian travel declaration form to come into Australia. So obviously I think that's a record of of people coming in, but also it's so that they can book your room for hotel quarantine. So you just specify like how many people are going to be in the hotel. If you have any special requirements, all that kind of stuff. Then I had to do, um, obviously had all my visa stuff um, and I had to do that PCR test, had to have the certificate for that. So I did that. This is all within like 72 hours prior to travel. Mm. And one form I didn't do, which I didn't realize you had to do. And I did this at Dubai airport was Queensland declaration form. So you need a form to fly Mm. to Queensland. So if you're flying in.
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
3: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. To Queensland, definitely look it up. You need to do that as well. Um, it Bloody took like two cliche. seconds, but oh my God, it's so annoying. But yeah, so that's what happened. Um, so yeah, the whole process leading up was honestly so stressful because it was like, Anything could have changed at a drop of a hat. I literally mm. self-isolated 14 days prior to my flight, even though I knew I had to be in hotel quarantine. Because now yeah. you guys know how much money I spent on this. That I just had to. And think about like the fact that I'm going to have to pay thousand eight hundred dollars for this hotel. I have to pay four hundred. I pay four hundred pounds for a car hire when I'm here. Also, when I get back to the UK, I have to pay for like tests, which is about two hundred and fifty pounds. So it just like adds up. So if you are coming. It is expensive. It does add up. You will have to fork out extra costs. Uh, definitely worth it if you, if you can afford it. And I'm very lucky to be able to afford it. And I did save up quite a lot. But yeah, so that's, that's how much it costs. So quite a lot of money. And, and then basically I got on the flight. So I got on last Wednesday and check-in was absolutely fine. I was so nervous going to check-in because of that UK declaration form. Cause I was so sure. scared that I would get to night boarding, but it was totally fine. Then I got on the flight, flight was fine. Obviously, just had to wear masks the whole time. I took like a loose mm. mask so I could just wear that to be more comfortable. Yeah. And they give you like hygiene kits and stuff, but I still would recommend taking antibacterial wipes because you feel so gross on those flights. Like I can't mm. explain. You just you just do. <clears throat> so did that and then um got into Dubai. Dubai Airport was so busy. I was, was like trying to avoid people at all costs. Luckily, I was in business, so I could go to the lounge to just be away from everybody. But it mm. was so busy. I mean, they had like masks on, and like not everything was open, and it was like socially distant. But it was yeah. so busy compared to Heathrow. Heathrow was dead. Like yeah. absolutely no one there. Could you? Really.
2: Could like when you went to Heathrow as well? Like what? Like, could you do like walk around at all, or was it literally you had to stay in your gate area? Yeah. Like, you could, could you go? Around. Like, were there any shops open? Like shops. Shops. Open shops
3: the shops were open, and I just went into the lounge. But when I was walking to the gate, everything was pretty much open. It was mm. just really dead. There wasn't a lot of people, which yeah. obviously. And was that sense. the same
2: in? Was that the same in Dubai? Because I, I just remember like when uh, like a lot of the earlier days of COVID and traveling, like the airport was literally like, you could not do anything in the airport. Like you had to stay yeah. in areas, and that was just. Dubai was day, literally so free for all. It was like free, for all. free for all. It was okay. Almost not like a normal airport, basically. Completely normal airport normal.
3: People were wearing masks, obviously, but it was completely normal. There were so many people yeah. there. And I think it's because, too, obviously Dubai is a travel hub, but we forget mm. that there are people like from America who are able to travel or these other countries who are still yeah. out to travel. So there was a lot of Americans bit- there.
2: Is it very regulated in terms of, like, how they guide you off the flights and how you get onto the flights as well? Is it very, like – like, for example, when you arrive, arrive in Heathrow, do they literally have to, like, guide you to your flight area? Or, like, is it literally, like, you just go through check-in and you're there? Like, Heathrow you was
3: – it felt like any normal travel experience, any okay, pandemic. Obviously, masks and everything, but it wasn't yeah, guided. Yeah, like certain level. Cool. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't guided, so that was fine. And then same with Dubai, just was normal. Went through security. Obviously, everyone kept their distance and had masks on, but it wasn't like red zones or green zones or anything like that. It was Got, literally yeah. completely normal, complete free for all. Cool. It kind of freaked me out a bit. I was like, I haven't seen this many people in a very long time. <laughs> I
2: know, especially you as well.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah, I literally haven't done anything. So. So, yes, I did that. And then I got on my flight to Brisbane and it was fine. I had to fill out like, you know, those classic passenger locator forms that you always fill out. had all my other documents.
2: Did you bring any uh,
3: meat, fish and produce into mm -hmm. country, Anna? No, I did not. I promise. Nothing to declare. Even a dog sent my bag and I was like, Doggy, love you. Um, I'm so weird like that. I I think the police are just so roll their eyes like, so then we got into Brisbane. Now, this is where it gets juicy. So basically, oh, here we go. when you get off your flight, you, mm. you feel like a prisoner straight away. So it's like red zone. Even when you're walking in the one hallway direction, it's like red zone. And you have to stick between the, tra- uh, the traffic phones that they've got there. So you walk down and then you walk into border control. I had to give yeah. her like, my passport, boarding pass, uh, passenger loader form. that was it. Nothing COVID related. Went on to baggage, had to wait for baggage, had to all stand on a dot. So it was like two metres apart. Get our bags. I was like the first person to get my bag. So they came around. And if anyone has been to Brisbane Airport or even if you have been to any normal airport, how the, the luggage carousels are always lined up. But they had actually used that as kind of a path to go through and to go through all these checkpoints. So first you go down, the police direct you. Oh, yeah, go see those police over there to go see those police over there then we had to wait for like five minutes for more people to be gathered um and then they're like okay come through here so then i had stand on a dot and then get the dogs to sniff my bags had just had a chat with the customs guy. It was so nice hearing the accent and just like having a friendly chat with someone. I honestly have not had a friendly chat with a random person in two years. <laughs> like, it just does not happen in London. He's like, Oh, how yeah. long have you been away for? I was like, Two years. And all the other police officers were like, Whoa, whoa, that's crazy. And I was like, Yeah, I can't that. <laughs> it was honestly, it gave me life. I was like, Oh, I love you all. Um, and then, the Queensland accent pop out. <laughs> oh, it was. I was like, yeah, cheers, cheers. It was just happening to me. And I was like, this is great. And then, his British
2: accent disappeared for a bit. <laughs> it's disappeared. So
3: then I walked, they directed me around to this other police officer where we had to wait again for a couple of minutes. Then they were like, okay, there's enough of you come through here. So that's when we went through like the arrivals sort of area out to the front and they had these police in like booths. So then you had to go up to mm. the police. You had to give them like your passport. Um, and like relay your information that's when they obviously sent you to the hotels i think our whole flight was in ridges there was only like 25 people on my flight so it was mm. fine so got sent that obviously said it was going to the regis regis, <laughs> regis. <laughs> regis. <laughs> the, the regis <laughs> grand canal no um the ridges and then uh, yeah so then we did that and uh they just checked us out then we had to go to another stop where we had to put up our forms they had to read our information cross off our name that's where the travel mm. declaration comes into it. I don't know where to go sit down. And we all had to sit in this like sanctioned off area, wait for the bus. And everyone had to be checked in with the police by that point. So we, I was sitting there because I was one of the first people I was sitting there for like half an hour. And at this point it was like 11 PM and I was so tired. I was like, come on, <laughs> Got got on the bus. And it was so funny because as soon as the doors open, I don't know if you experienced this, but just that, that smell of eucalyptus, yeah. Like,
2: this yeah, Boom, right there and it was
3: like hot and humid i was like i love this
2: you're like boys, I'm breathing in
3: water guys i'm back in brisbane I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, this is lovely lovely Adrian. so then the army <laughs> boys put on the bags into the bus got on the bus got to the hotel and it was so painful basically they brought people off one by one but you had to fill out a form before you got to the hotel with all the information so they could check you into the hotel so they collected all the forms and like as always, there's always idiots that don't complete the form properly. So then they had to come mm. back. Then so those people had to complete the form pro- properly. So we were waiting then. And they were just being so slow. Then they were taking people off one at a time. But it would be like five to ten minutes per person that would come off. So you, mm. I was just waiting there. I think I, I was earlier. I think I was like the fifth or sixth group, I guess, to get off the bus. By group, I mean that was like couples and then it was just me. Um, yeah. and. So, you get your bag. Then I had to take off my old mask, put it in my bag. They gave me a new mask to put on before I went into reception, had sanitize my hands, mm. walk into reception, had to go see the nurse because they have a 24 hour nurse in, in the hotel. Yeah. Nurse introduced himself, said, You know, do you have any existing medical stuff, whatever? I was like, Well, I do have anxiety. I'm not medicated for it or anything like that. And he was like, No worries. We're all medically trained and mental health trained. So, if you need us, just call us at any time, which is really good. So, if you have mm. medical things, Um, if you have medical pre-existing conditions and stuff like that, don't be afraid because like they have these hotel nurses there and they're like health hotels. So you just make it clear Mm -hmm. to them and they're really accommodating. If you need any prescriptions or anything like that, they're so good. There's always someone on call. So that's, I thought that was really good to know. I didn't know that that was going to be a thing. So that was really good. And then they gave us like a little goodie bag with just some food in it to carry us over for the night. And then, um, Walked to the elevator. There was a police woman there. She opened the door for me. I wasn't allowed to touch anything. She like, don't touch any of the buttons. Who cool. got in the elevator, went up. Another police officer met me at the top, guided me to my room, opened. You don't get hotel keys or anything like that. So you just open the door for me. Was like, here you go. See you in two weeks. So I was like, cool. Walked in and that was oh, it. So I, I like, wow. and I've been here ever since. So it's 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 weird. I I feel like maybe in the in the next episode or another episode I could run through hotel quarantine because I know that we're going over it's becoming longer but
1: yeah it's been
3: it's been it's been weird it's been weird it's just I feel like only on day three now I'm sort of settling into the groove of things like adapting a little Mm -hmm. bit getting more comfy like my parents and people friends have sent me packages and things so I've got things to do but it's like, even though this hotel is so nice, by the way, like it's a really fucking nice hotel. Yeah. Very, And I got a big window. I didn't get a balcony, but I got a big window. I'm on the 10th Can floor. Can you open the window? Can't open the window yeah. and no fresh air, no fresh air, um, which yeah. is, I, it's shitty, but the more you think about it, the more you wig yourself out about it. So you just have to remain positive. And I keep saying like, I've got a view. I've got a big window. So many people didn't have those things. And yeah. It's a massive room. This room is so big. It's got a couch. It's got a desk. A massive TV. Literally a plasma screen. That's TV. good. Sounds um, good. Massive bed. The bed is so comfy. It's all clean. Like everything comes on time.
2: It's it's been yeah. really good. And that's I can order good. coffee. So it's great. Oh, I can order perfect. coffee. Shining coffee. Yeah. Um, so, so how's the? I think a lot of people. This is probably the biggest thing that people ask about hotel quarantine, But what's the food been like for you? have you actually it? so yesterday i was feeling really anxious and so i was like i'm gonna join some facebook
3: groups to, to just talk to other people who were going through the same thing
2: and one of, of the groups,
3: groups. is <laughs> one of the groups is called rate my hotel quarantine food <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever but um yes yeah, so basically the food's not been too bad it's not been amazing but it's not been as bad as i've seen
2: otherwise mm. Cause um, do they give you like a menu that you have to like select like the no. day before? Or do they just bring you the meal? They just bring you what you get. Like you can say before you get there if you're okay. gluten-free
3: or lactose intolerant mm. or whatever it is. So they'll accommodate to that. But um, yeah, they literally just bring you stuff. So the first morning I got I got like this omelette and baked beans. And I don't really like baked beans. Don't mind an omelette. But by the time I got up and get it, it was completely cold. Like the egg was rock hard. Uh, I was like, great. I was like, that's not a good start. But for the most part, it's been okay. Like it's very basic okay. food. Like for lunch, you like yesterday, I had spinach and ricotta ravioli. Tonight for dinner, I had lasagna. I had a sandwich today. I uh, had got rice bubbles for breakfast this morning. But I got my mom to buy me like yogurts and things. And yeah, goes so. I, can
2: just have I think those. a lot of people have been relying on like packages. <laughs> like, yeah, I or, like, have been. You can also do like Woolies. You can also do like Woolworths food deliveries as yeah. well. That I know a lot of people have been yeah. doing.
3: You can't do that. And they're really, the, apparently the army guys downstairs are so nice to send packages to. Like they're just, no worries. I'll take it up. So they're very accommodating. And don't be afraid if you want to. Because
2: well, you're a- not a prisoner. Like they know, know that you're not, you're a fucking prisoner, but you're like, you're, you're like, they have to be a bit accommodating. Cause it's like, you're technically just, you're just a person that's like, that's you, are. you feel like a bit of a prisoner. Cause like they
3: knock on the yeah. door
2: and then you have to wait a
3: couple of minutes and then you open the door, have to have your mask on close the mm. door you can take your mask off uh but yeah so I've been eating I, I got uh guzies last night guzman y gomez I saw it and I was so, so jealous good.
2: it looked so, so tasty good. and I was like god I
3: miss guzman and gomez <laughs> it was honestly unreal uh but I'm trying to not spend too much money in quarantine because what's the point For sure I mean <laughs> you're <laughs> gonna go point? hard when you leave you're gonna you're gonna go hard when you
2: leave <laughs> that's for sure yeah I don't
3: want to be spending too much but yeah it's it's um it's
2: all right Well, I'm glad you're finally in Australia and Hmm. it seems like the process isn't as, I think it's a daunting process, especially, I guess that lead up to leaving, but it seems that like once you do leave, it's quite, um, quite an easy process. Yeah, it's and I also—it's not like, as daunting as people think it might be. No, it, I hope like
3: that helps you because I, if I had known that information, I wouldn't have been as stressed out. So if you just—so thankfully, it,
2: do it. so you don't have to—you so don't have to quarantine in the hotels when you get back to the UK because I know no. that there was—I um, know that was that thing that if you were traveling, even if you were traveling to or via Dubai. You have to do a hotel quarantine, but they have, they scrapped the traveling through.
3: No, but this is actually a good point of the story I forgot about. Yeah. So essentially hotel quarantine in the UK costs about 1500 pounds. Right.
2: And which is another um, expense that no one wants to pay when they've just come from Australia. Like they've just done all the bloody process in Australia. (laughs)
3: Exactly. Like you guys know how much I've paid for this trip now, really. So, you know, I'm not willing to pay that amount of money. So the UAE is currently on a red list. Even if you're transiting through Dubai, you still... Which is stupid. Days. Well, I thought that until I went to the airport. You saw
2: the airport, And I yeah,
3: saw true. how busy it was. And I thought, fair. <laughs> Fuck, fair. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah, I completely get where you're coming from, Laurie. But after that, I was like, yeah, okay, I understand. I, do. Mm. I think Singapore, from what I've read, because... Okay, so basically, retract. So what I did was, is I read that Singapore isn't on that red band list. So Mm. I checked the flight price from Brisbane to London through Singapore and it was 500 pounds. And I was like, well, economically, I'm going to book that, aren't I? Because that's a thousand pounds less than what I would have to pay going into hotel quarantine. So now I have a return flight with Singapore. So I'll probably just go on that and cancel my Emirates return flight and do it that way. Which I thought was so clever of me, by the way. I thought that was such a smart idea. I was like, yes. So smart. So that's yeah, that good. flight only cost me like five hundred pounds. So um, made complete sense to me if I was going to have to pay fifteen hundred pounds to do hotel quarantine.
2: Yeah, that's so. Sure. Oh, that's so good. I'm glad you yeah. did that then, because at least yeah. you don't have to worry about. At least you can at least be at home when you do a ten day, and you're not in a hotel or be in a hotel yeah. again. For a exactly. Of
3: time. And also Singapore, when you transit, I read that they actually sanction you into a certain area. So even though with that issue where Dubai airport was like free roaming. I don't think it's like that in Singapore, which probably makes it easier for them to accept coming back into the UK. So totally fine to do that. And anyone that's thinking of returning and currently is in the same predicament as me, have a look on Singapore Airlines website, because it will save Mm. you money
2: at the end of the day. Cool right well that's good I'm glad I'm glad that sorted out because I was thinking that I was like oh my god poor thing she has to pay yeah I booked that ages ago I can't believe I didn't tell you that I booked that like oh, god Anna. you tell me everything I can't believe you didn't tell me that I've been here like I've been following your journey for god knows how long here
3: you've had to like take the brunt of all the stress I'm literally thing. like
2: be consoling you as you've been stressing out and like you don't tell me that you've changed your fucking <laughs> flight plan
3: I have two, I have two options actually. It Just depends which one's <laughs> going to work out better now. But I also figured if, if uh, like, if I didn't take the Singapore flight and the rules changed, I can get that back in credit. Which obviously I'll be coming back to Australia when this is all mm. over. So it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. I was like, yeah, it's fine. So yeah, oh, cool. so that's uh that's me. Um, that's you? you. You know, it's not quarantini. It's <laughs> great. Day three, still jet lag. Well I've just
2: been. <laughs> Well, while you've been in hotel quarantining and going through all that, I've just been going out to the pubs because they finally, the week that you leave the UK, the pubs finally open in the UK. I'm not. think that's <laughs> so what I've been doing for the last week?
3: Oh, my God. I cannot even believe, I cannot even believe that this happened to me. I was going to say, Nelsa, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? But then in my head, I was like, you know what? Two weeks hotel quarantine and then I get to live in a COVID-free world for three
2: weeks. So oh, who's going to be people. laughing then?
3: Huh? Who the fuck is going to be laughing then?
2: That was great. I'm so glad. I'm, I am mean, I'm glad we're able to share this side of uh, like, I guess this story with listeners. Mm. I think it is such a good topic to touch on because everyone's just wanting to go back home. So it's nice to hear, I guess, a firsthand document of like what it's actually like that process to go visit. And yeah, fingers crossed that things open up a bit more yeah. so we don't have to go through this process. <laughs> I
3: think it's only going to go up from here, to be honest. So I think it will be fine. But if you are thinking of doing it, it, it is risky. It is risky. You, you do mm. book at your own risk, but you can do it. Um, yeah. It's possible it's to do it. And to be honest, hotel quarantine, it, it's fine. Especially if you're coming from the UK, we've literally been in lockdown for a year. Yeah. It's only what we're used to. And it's worth it to see your family and friends, but hopefully we'll see how long it lasts
2: for. I've heard it goes pretty quickly as well. Like it doesn't, it's Mm -hmm. not too grueling. I mean, you just, just think of it as a break for two weeks. I just, I
3: just think to myself, like, I'm grateful for my problems because if my worst problem is to sit in this beautiful hotel room for two weeks and drink wine so that you can see your family, so I can see my family, then that's a fucking good problem to have. Like, and I am grateful for it. So I'm just staying positive and, um, and, um, yeah, I'm just super, super grateful. But I'm keen to, like, in the next few episodes, share all my experiences and, my, yeah. like, what I found now coming back for the first time since moving. And, like, it's going to be weird. It's going to be very – it's already weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be
2: weirder. For sure. Yeah, for sure. next week because I know that I think there is a topic that we all really want to touch on which is I think our favorite topic and that's our cultural differences
1: <laughs> I already have some ready and I to
2: know, go I know you have some ready to go but I think we're gonna make our listeners wait until next week I'm gonna keep gonna go full I'm on figuring things out get ready
3: There are some weird as fuck things on my list already that I did (laughs) not expect. I've had trouble
2: adjusting. tomato
3: sauce dispensers. Oh, yeah. That's an obvious one. How crazy is that, though? How crazy is that? And uh, please let me know next week if
2: my accent's even worse than it is now. I need to know. I'm going to keep track of this. (laughs) I'm going to keep track of this. Anna's accent progression, honestly. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining us today, lol. I'm never coming back after this
3: well you're gonna have to because you're going to, to this fucking podcast
2: <laughs> but no it's been really good to hear about your um experience and i'm sure our listeners would have really enjoyed um hearing about everything that you've gone through in the last few months and finally mm-hmm. being able to
3: talk about it because you haven't been able to talk about it <laughs> i know surprise bitches surprise I'm but Love. thank you for listening. And uh, if you have any questions about it, please just DM us on Instagram at mm. don't mock my accent. I'd be more than happy to answer questions. I ain't doing anything for the next two weeks, so hit me up. And
2: just a reminder, you can follow Anna's quarantine <laughs> journey <laughs> on our don't mock my accent Instagram. So just follow us on at don't mock my accent. And now we have a TikTok that I've t- <laughs> so I um, on her a- First day in lockdown, she was so bored that she created a TikTok for us. So go follow us on TikTok at Don't My Podcast. Is that correct, Anna? Correct, mundo. Correct, mundo. So do follow us. And as Anna said, please DM us with all your questions. She'll be happy to answer them about her quarantine experience. And as always, thanks for joining and see you later. Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers, guys.